But she could never tell him that she and her brother Colin were part of the Highland rebel militia who cut down Covenanters and Cameronians, those Scottish Presbyterians who had bound themselves to maintain their doctrine as the sole religion of Scotland. Protestants, many of whom sat in Parliament, believing the Highland ways, with a chief ruling over his clan, barbaric. You refuse me because I am a woman? You're damned right, he said, louder than he intended. He cut his molten gaze to Lord Oddington, passing them and looking over his shoulder. You will remain here, he told her, lowering his voice. Colin will remain as well. I didn't know where you both sneak off to at home, but you will not be doing it this time. Her eyes opened wide with alarm at what he suspected, but she couldn't give up her pleading. But I will not be persuaded, Mary. His gaze on her softened. You are my daughter, and you will obey me in this. You will remain here until tis safe to come home. I love you, and I will do whatever I need to do in order to keep you safe. He walked off to join her mother at the far end of the hall, leaving Mary alone with a dozen curses spilling from her lips. Damn it all to hell, but she wasn't about to sit on her ass while her life was taken away from her. She was Callum MacGregor's only daughter, and as such, she had been denied the rigorous training her three brothers had enjoyed growing up. But that hadn't stopped her from learning how to wield a blade or fire an arrow. She could fight. She wanted to fight. But it had not always been this way. Once, long ago, she had been content to think of a life like her mother's, protected and adored in the arms of a warrior. She had wanted a quiet life, one with a man who vowed to tell her how bonny she was to him every day until the end of their lives, one with bairns of her own, in a home he'd promised to build for her, where tenderness and love meant more to her than religious or political wars. Connor Grant had birthed those dreams, and then shattered them all when he left her to serve England's Protestant King Charles. She hadn't seen him in seven years. She had put him out of her thoughts, out of her life for good. But tonight, he returned. Mary had not been in her father's chambers when Captain Grant arrived at Whitehall and had given her kin the news that the Dutch were responsible for the attack on the Abbey. She had stayed away, hoping to avoid him until she returned home. But she wasn't going home. All the years she had spent learning to protect herself from every kind of weapon, even deceit, could not prepare her for this day. She wished she were blind so she could not see the love of her youth, deaf so she could not hear him. But what would it matter if she was so afflicted? She knew his face better than she knew her own. She'd grown up looking at it, falling in love with it. She knew every one of the thousands of emotions that played so openly across his features. The way his eyes spoke for him, as clear as any words falling from his lips. She still heard his slow, thick drawl in her dreams, more like the purr of a lion than the voice of a lad.
He had haunted her for the last seven years, and she hated him for it. She hated him for making her lose her heart to him when she was too young to stop herself, for sweeping that heart away on dreams of their future and then taking them from her without looking back. Connor Grant was a part of her life she preferred to forget. But she could never forget the way he looked the day he left Cumlochlin, resolved despite the tears she foolishly shed for him. She did not want to see or speak to him now. She was not certain she could contain the bitter betrayal he had left her with when he abandoned her, when he abandoned Scotland, and mayhap even his faith. Her eyes shifted toward the entrance. He was coming. He'd gone to have a meeting with the king and was likely finished and on his way to the banqueting hall right now.